So good morning, welcome to Christmas and uh, Merry Christmas to everyone who's watching. Thank you for joining us on this special day as we arrive, uh, as we celebrate the arrival of our Saviour um, to, to our world again. Uh, today's a little bit unique. Uh, we, it's the last Sunday of 2022. Next Sunday is going to be 2023. So, so today is a good day, I think, to, to not only celebrate, it's a day to look back and also a day, a day to look forward. I just want to throw, throw in here uh, while I'm talking, uh, we're, we're going to start a new, a new series on the 8th of January called Breathe. It's going, to, it's going to last for four weeks. And really what it is, Breathe is the result of about 12 months worth of conversations with different people about what's going on in the world and, and life. And, and I feel like we should take a step back from all the complexity and all the busyness and all of the, the chaos of, of life and just refocus ourselves on the things that really matter. So I guess what I, what I want to do is, is just set the tone for this year um, early. And I want to encourage you, whether you've been here for a long time, whether you've been here for a short time, I want to encourage you to come and join us uh, for, for, for this series. Four weeks starting on the 8th of uh, January. And I know that some of you will probably go away and that's fine. So we'll make sure that those get pre-recorded and you can watch them um, at home as well. I want to uh, just talk this morning pretty, pretty briefly about, uh, about God's goodness. And I know that we did peace and joy and hope. And this morning's verse seems a little bit obscure, but just trust me, it does speak to Christmas. Um, the, the verse I want to talk, talk about is Psalm 27, verse 13. And it simply says... Yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. You know, goodness is not a, goodness is not a word that we, that we use a lot. It's sort of lost its meaning today. Like if I, if I come, up to, come, up to, come up to you and say, how are you going? And you say, yeah, I'm good. Well, that's a, that's a good answer. But it, you haven't really said anything. You haven't really committed to a, how are you going? You know? I guess, I guess Christmas for me really is the time where we, where we sit down and, and consider God's goodness, which is on full display for us in the arrival of our Saviour. So Christmas is obviously a time where, where God's goodness is really, really obvious. A couple of, a couple of verses to back this up. Uh, in, in Genesis, God, Genesis, Genesis 1, God looked at everything he had made and saw that it was good. It was made right. We know that, that that started out the world and God's goodness starts the world and it was ruined by our sin and by our rebellion. And the message of Christmas is that God didn't leave it that way. He didn't leave it broken. John 3 simply says that this is how God loved the world. He, he sent his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Okay, this, this God doesn't just like you sometimes when you do good things. He, he, he doesn't just put up with you or tolerate you at different times. He doesn't just think you're good sometimes. He, he loves you because you are worth infinite. You're worth the world to him. Okay? And you have life because he draws and he wants you living close to him, in relationship with him. Okay? God's, God's goodness is everywhere for, for us to consider on Christmas. The, 
The question is whether we actually notice it and do we live differently because of how we respond to God's goodness. I read part of a, a scientific article this week, which, is, which I don't do very often for, for good reasons. Um, and, it, and it talked about, I guess, the difference be, or the question between optimism and, and pessimism. Part of the article says that, says that an, an optimistic person sees goodness everywhere and is generally confident, hopeful in what the future holds. Fr from their perspective, the world has potential and opportunity. The pessimist, on the other hand, observes mainly the negative aspect of everything and is less inclined to believe that there is any positive coming. Interesting, isn't it? And the reason I share that um, is, I guess, that, you know, that Psalm, Psalm 27, David strikes me as being a fairly optimistic sort of person. I, he, he, he says, I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. Now, the, the reason I reckon this verse is just really interesting for us to think about today and is still very, very relevant for us is, is we don't exactly know from Psalm 27 what context it's written in. Maybe it's two different Psalms that have been sort of like put together. We, we aren't really sure um, and that's not a bad thing because we don't, we don't know whether David is a teenager who's optimistic about the world and it's, and it's all going to be good. I'm going to get out there and make it happen. We, we don't know whether he's older and, and that cynicism about life has maybe settled in a little bit. We, we don't know whether he's feeling optimistic. We don't know whether, whether he's feeling discouraged. We don't know whether he's being cynical. We don't, we don't even know if he's the king. We don't even know if he's just out, you know, herding sheep somewhere okay we don't we don't know whether he, whether whether his life's going well or his life's going not well or it's somewhere in the middle somewhere but i i think the reason this you know that this you know, this 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 verse should actually inspire hope in us today is is that it is a statement of faith regardless of what is happening in my life and I think it actually brings a couple of very important elements that we should, that, that maybe should define how we respond to the message of Christmas, which comes again about us this year. Um, the first statement is simply this we, we can live with confidence. Okay? Some, some you know, verse 13 says, here, I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness. If you, if you look at that verse again, you'll notice that David is not confident based on his own ability. He's not, he, he's, he's, he's not confident based on his ability, his knowledge, his experience. He's confident because of God's undeserved goodness to him and his track record of coming through. And confidence is, is not something that you get simply from a theoretical idea that maybe it's real or maybe it's not. It, it is the result of actually practically experiencing what it is to know God's goodness in your life and allowing that goodness to impact how you see the world. I'm sure you've had times this year that have been really good. And maybe that, maybe that gives you optimism about the future. For some of you, maybe this year has been exhausting and you just need a breather, right? For, for some of you, maybe this year has been really tough financially uh, as that cost of living stuff gets a, gets a little bit more uh, acute. 
some of you might have experienced loss this year. Okay, you've you've lost somebody in your family who was you know, who was loved. Maybe maybe somebody who was close to you. You've you've gone through some medical treatment, and there's and there's that. It sort of casts a shadow over the future. But here's but here's what David's saying. That David is saying that irrespective of what's going on in my life, I have a place that I can. That irrespective of how I feel, I live in a daily, moment-by-moment place of confidence and a place of certainty and a place of safety. And it's a place where I know God's... I know courage. I know faith. I know rest. I know wisdom. I know freedom. I know peace and joy and hope. And it's not something that comes from this world. It's something that God sent from outside of this world and his name is Jesus Christ. And he's not the sort of God who just sits up on a, up on a cloud somewhere with a, his little halo over his head and not really connected with the world. He's, he's a God who wants to, to relate to people, to walk the journey of Christmas and, and the journey of life with you and not just live at arm's length, but actually take up residence in your life and surely Christmas should be the time that we as, a, we, we as a people remind ourselves that we can live with confidence because of who our Saviour is, because of who Jesus is and all of what he's done. But I'll hazard a guess that, that somewhere along the line over the last couple of years, that confidence has been shaken for many of us. Maybe, maybe that confidence has been eroded. Maybe, maybe it's just now replaced with I'm exhausted and I'm over it. Maybe it's been replaced with a I'm just spiritually empty because the circumstances of life have just, have just clouded my ability to see anything. And, and I, just, I, guess I, I guess I just want to say today that it's you. And you've lost that perspective of God's goodness. You've lost that perspective of the freedom that he gives I want to ask you to, to you know, in, invite him into your life. Maybe, maybe if you've never done that before, invite him into your life afresh. And if you need someone to, someone to talk to you about, about what that looks like, you know, talk to somebody who you know and trust. Because, because he, here's the second thing. I think, I think when David talks about God's goodness, what he's, what he's saying is, is I have developed a, a clearly... a a clear, heartfelt sense of gratitude for, for all of what he's done, despite all the ups and downs of life. So one of the, one of the things that our family has, has had some fun with over the years, we, we, have a, we haven't had a lot of luck with, with weather on holidays. Maybe I'm just setting my ways as a Queenslander and my only preferred holiday involves the beach and the sun and the waves, and I, I don't really mind what else the northeast offers. I, that's that's my idea of the ideal holiday. Okay, but 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 I've noticed that we have this tendency in our family to attract bad weather whenever we go on holidays. So last week we 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 went to the Great Ocean Road. We've been looking forward to this for quite <laughs> for quite a while. Um, instead of the water and some relative warm weather and maybe some togs and get out and get wet. What we found were was was rain, it was it was hail, and it was 50 kilometer an hour winds coming coming flying in off the, off that great southern ocean, 
And instead of being out and about, there was too much time inside for my liking. Okay? And that worked pretty well for our teenagers, but not so much for, for, for me and Ryan. Um, I, I found myself there on holidays, uh, also hearing about, the, hearing about the, the death of the police officers up in Queensland. And, and that sort of stuff always strikes close to home because I, I can't think of how many times I've walked up different you know, dirt roads and, and, and knocked on house doors in, in my life. Um, it's, it's always easy for us to be clouded and have our minds clouded by, by so many other bad things or the list of things to do or the endless amount of regrets that maybe, maybe things didn't work out the way that I hoped. And, and yet amongst all that, what I, what I realised last week was that, was that there were so many reasons to be grateful for the journey that we're on, even, even if it's not perfect. Because all of us, all of it is an example and a, and a reminder of God's goodness. We, we caught up with some friends and family uh, in, in Melbourne and had a great time and just watch, watching the kids who have grown from this big to, to, to this big and just laughing at, laughing at each other and, and you know, embarrassing photos and all that sort of stuff. We got to celebrate Ellie's birthday um, and, and just you know, think back about how, cu- how, how cute she used to be and, and maybe how much more beautiful she is now. Um, we had these incredible views where you see the wonder of God's creation. You have these other moments where, where everyone's hair is going in all different directions and there's these really comic photos going on. And you have this moment where you, go, where you come home, you, you know, the kids find a cat and everyone gets a hug. And I, my kids probably can't believe that I just embarrassed them right now. But I think, I think what God was trying to teach us was it, it doesn't matter what you have going on around you. He said, he said, he said what's going on here is that it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't come natural. I've got to actually stop and acknowledge his undeserved and his loving goodness in all of the little things. And I reckon that's a great, a great message for us this Christmas. Like surely we, surely we can today of all days, at this time, consider how looking back, God has been so faithful to us. And allowing God to, to grow that sense of gratitude and that sense of all of that within us. Because it's all from his goodness. That, that, the last breath you took is a result of his goodness. It's, it's that real. The third point I just want to say is from, from this verse, we should actually live with a healthy expectation of the future. Notice that David said, I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness when? In the land of the living. Now, the pessimist might say, okay, I'll, I'll grant you we should be, maybe we should be confident, okay? But, 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 well, David might have died the next day. Or, well, we shouldn't be that, that optimistic about the future because we're just going to get older and things will get harder and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And I know that many of us start next year with some, with some clouds hanging over our future. Many of us start next year, even with, with, with some uncertainty about the church and some uncertainty about some of the things that we, that, we, that we want. And it's easy to be discouraged by the size of those mountains sometimes, isn't it? But, but, but as, I share, 
as I shared this verse last week with, it, with our prayer team, and we started bringing those challenges before God and bringing those things before Him and saying, God, what do you, what do you want us to do with this? What, what we found was that he, that he just over and over again reminds us of how faithful He's been. And yes, we should be confident and we can be confident that we will see his goodness ultimately in heaven. But I think, I think what he's saying is that, is that, you know, that, this, that, this, that, that this expectation should actually impact how we see the world tomorrow. Because God's not going to pull up stumps tomorrow and just let us retire and go, and go to heaven one day. I think, what if, what, what if he actually wanted to use our challenges and our problems and those mountains that we face in front of us to, to, to display his glory and to display his goodness to other people? I, I know Christmas and New Year inevitably brings that sense of slowing down and, and exhaustion, okay? It brings uncertainty. It brings unanswered questions. It, it brings, you know, quick, you know Maybe we're still struggling for energy post-COVID, okay? But, but, but here's the thing. Do we dare, do we dare live like David thought and say, I, I still dare to believe that God has more that he wants to accomplish in and through us in the days ahead. I think that's the, that's, that's the nuts and bolts of this, of this statement. I am confident that I will see more of his goodness in the future. Uh, there's two things, two, things, two things I want to say in closing. And uh, I, think, I think Leslie Newbigin had it right. Uh, Leslie Newbigin is, a, is an author, a theologian. And he, he was asked what, what he was. Are you an optimist or a pessimist? And he stopped and thought about it for a second and he said, I'm neither an optimist or a pessimist. He said, he said, he said I simply live knowing that Jesus Christ is alive and that Jesus is risen from the dead. And he is, my, is the reason for my confidence. I, I, I love those words. Second, I think, I think it's interesting that David finishes this psalm about a healthy expectation of the future with verse 14 that says, wait patiently for the Lord. Remember, it's got to happen in his timing, not ours. We want it to happen yesterday. We want it to happen tomorrow. We want it to all happen yeah, on, on our timing. The, the verse says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave, be courageous, and wait patiently. Okay, there's a... Look, here's, here's the thing. If you want to live with expectation, it comes... It starts in your knees. There is inevitably a time before you can live expectantly where you've got to stop and recover your strength and reconnect yourself with that courage again. Find courage. Start praying and start walking with him because of Jesus and all he has done, we as his people can live with confidence. We as his people can live with gratitude. And we as his people can live with expectant hope about our future. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for the reminder today of your goodness to us and the fact that your goodness just goes far beyond anything we can 
imagine. We want, we want, we want to say, that, say as your people this morning, thank you, God, for sending your son to die and to live and to show us that the price of sin could be taken and that new life could be found. We thank you for the freedom that Jesus offers and the hope that he brings. And Lord, I just want to pray, God, for the people today who maybe have lost that hope. Maybe they've lost that sense of your goodness and that, and that sense of optimism about the future. And God, I want to pray that you would raise up a, a, a generation of people who know what it is to think of your goodness, who know what it is to live from that place of your goodness. And God, I pray that you do that work within us this morning. Help, help, us, help us to be people who would live with that healthy expectation of confidence that you bring because your son has entered our world. We give you praise, we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey church, thanks so much for joining us. Merry Christmas. I, I pray that wherever you are and whatever you're doing today, that your Christmas is a blessed one. And uh, thank you uh, for joining us today. Um, God bless you. We look forward to seeing you early next year.